The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Last week, list in your board. Should we invest $101 or $102, I see, just to refer to ourselves as owners of Aralucha? Go ahead That's and do if it. we go ahead and do it. Just because <laughs> I want to see. I want to see. <laughs> what are the investor perks? <laughs> Until this thing shits the bed, which it will do. Lucha with their uh, $11,000 in investment. When's the next shareholders meeting? We're going to lose that $102. We're going to start every Listen You Boy podcast saying that we are Aero Lucha partners. We're partners in Aero Lucha. Yeah. We will get more than $102 of podcast content out of it. Yes, we will. Walk away. Do not get Should- involved. It's the list and your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Ross. All right, we're live. What's up, you guys? It's Sean Ross, managing editor of Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, now FightfulSelect.com, FightfulMMA.com. Also, part owner of Aralucha. And Jimmy Van made it happen. Who needs a robot kitty litter box? This is going to pay for 40 of them. Oh, it sure will. It sure will. I don't know how many shares we have acquired, but uh, yeah, we are a minority stakeholder <laughs> in Aralucha. <laughs> and quite honestly, uh, we said on the video we were going to do $102, which is like the minimum. I opted for the 240 tier. So half of a robot litter box. Half of a, of a robot litter box. And the reason I opted for that tier is because I want the, they promise you a mask and a t-shirt. If you did the 240 tier, and I want the damn mask and T-shirt, because I figured at least that way I got some return on my investment. So <laughs> that's why I went to 240. So hopefully they do actually send that, and if they do, I'm wearing it. I might wear it every week, Sean, to maximize my investment. You know, investor. It perks. seems like a foolproof plan. This reminds me of a time I was at Kings Island. It was an amusement park, or is an amusement park. And my friends convinced me to do one of those old timey photos with them. You know. Yep that are way overcharged. They're like 60, 70 bucks. And I'm like, guys, waste of money. And I just remember they were sitting in line and one of the guys goes, this is a good idea. And I was like, nah, I really don't think it is. 
but it was well worth it for the memory. And we're getting some memories out of this. Fun fact, I messaged, text messaged a member of the Aralucha roster. Oh, yeah? And said, we have sarcastically invested in Aralucha. And what did so the Hurricane are... say in response? And... <laughs> And I said, so technically, I'm your boss. And they said, <laughs> we'll sarcastically run some damn shows then. Oh, nice. Nice. Well, you saw their timeline, right? So no, they, I didn't. They want to do it. <laughs> yeah. investments blind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, ironically enough, even though this is a bullshit thing we're doing for fun, I actually look, I read all the documentation because it's just what I do. And they have a timeline and they want to do a TV taping with the funding that they get out of this, even though the biggest investor is themselves. Yeah, uh, because that's the only way they're going to be able to get the money out. So, uh, but yeah, they want to do a TV. If I remember right, I think it was like June. They want to do a, a, a TV taping. So, and I, I'm going to tell you, Sean, I'm going to hit up. I'm waiting on like whatever they're going to send me, like a certificate or something. And I'm going to hit up the CEO Jason Brown and say I want to be in the booking meeting. So give me the call in number. Yeah, like let's go get Conan on the line, and Ray Mysterio better be there because he's all over your video. So he better be in the booking meeting, and let's get this going. Based on the argument that he had with David Bixenspan, maybe he doesn't like Fightful too much. Yeah, there's a good chance, but they had her logo on their investor website. Really? Yes. Hmm. It's under, uh, uh, you know, we've been mentioned by the following, and Fightful was one of them. Hot dog. Yeah. So, Worth every dime so far. Yeah, I think so. I, I, we've gotten a solid $32 back so far in, uh, in mentions. So thirty-two dollars. I doubt it. We'll see how it goes. Let's let's talk about Fightful Select was launch, launched on Monday. Why don't you yeah. uh, explain to people now? The first thing we need to do is we need to, need to name the ten people that were the first ten to sign up because we promised that the first goal was that the first ten would get their names mentioned. So mention the first ten uh, and thank you to them, and then tell a little bit about what is in there so far and all that. The rewards. Talk about all that. Well, I'll have to pull that up first, but um, well, hurry up. Because I mentioned them on <laughs> I mentioned them on Monday. You know, uh, I I said to you guys on in the Skype chat every podcast this week I want them mentioned, and you said no problem. All right, well, let me find that document and and I will get that done on this show. But yeah, we launched Fightful Select. Uh, yeah. It is a Patreon service. I thought the sweet spot was going to be ah, oh, son of a bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Talk about Fightful Select. You have horrible posture. It's just all I'll say. Yeah, it's a little. It's a. It's like I have no neck. <laughs> you gotta shoulders back. <laughs> Come on. Uh, oh my gosh, Carlos Toro asked if Fightful employees can be considered Aralucha owners too. You know, I, th- I think we'll. I think we'll allow it. Anyway, Fightful Select is a Patreon service. I thought five dollars was going to be the sweet spot. I thought everybody was going to go for that. People are going for the ten dollar tiers. We also have sponsorship tiers, but on this service, you get retro podcasts, you get uh, exclusive behind the scenes footage, you get my weekly NXT Ring of Honor New Japan two hundred five live show called the Fightful Weekender. <laughs> Nigel, you gonna let me push the fucking service or not? Take off the mask. If he can't stop laughing while I'm shilling the service. So anybody on our audio only, on iTunes or whatever, you're not able to see this. What I'm wearing right now is the actual Sean Rossap mask. The actual one that you get with the $5 and up tier. So this is the actual thing that you get with the $5 and up tier. We got the order in yesterday, Sean. I told everybody to keep their damn mouth shut. 
because I wanted to be able to break it to you on the podcast. What was this the surprise? Yeah, this is the surprise. Oh God! Yeah, this is the surprise. <laughs> yeah. You put that in the video description. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So this You're is going to be shit. This is going to be it. So anybody that is in at least the five dollar tier, I think you got to stay on for two months, and then you get the Sean Ross sap mask. And this thing, it's pretty good. I didn't know that it was going to be like life size, Nigel. It's pretty much like look at that. It's I'm just going to start handing out fightful mugs on the streets of Kentucky based on this. Anyway, you know, I've got a service to pitch here. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Because if I don't, you're going to bitch during the next segment. Yes, I will. Do it. Dark match commentary. The first one is Brock Lesnar versus Funaki. I've got Q&A podcasts every couple of weeks. We're filming extra stupid people segments. You can get a copy of Jimmy Van's book. Jimmy Van's match archive with a new match every month. This month's is Bobby Roode uh, from way back in the day because Jimmy's old. My God, what am I doing here? I hate the idea. People are gonna pull off bank robberies in my mask. Uh, that would be that'd be amazing. It. That could be like a new Mark Wahlberg movie. That'd be awesome. Son of a bitch. That could very well happen. You put it on so the this thing. Segment. The only anyway. thing. The only thing I wish I could do over is I wish there was some kind of like a fightful logo on the back or something. Yeah. But because uh, otherwise it looks like you're wearing a Jesus mask, sort of. Well, shout out to Alan Soraki, Jonathan Ma, Neil Henriot. Jose Flores, Andrew Monaghan, Chris Sully, Joseph Fix, Simon Willis, Jay Patel, and King Juni for being the first 10 patrons. But uh, I, I uploaded a copy of the Raw script from this week on there. I'll do that whenever I get those, although they will be a little redacted here and there to maybe preserve some jobs. But we've got all kinds of cool stuff. Early access to this week's uh, Fightful Wrestling Weekly. And uh, just we, we're adding and adding and adding stuff to it. Uh, now that I see so many people have taken to the $10 tier, adding even more stuff to it, which is uh, pretty damn cool in my opinion. Awesome. Just, just a lot of stuff you get at minimum, like I think eight podcasts a month. I, I think retro podcasts at a WWF backlash. We even had one reach out and do the sponsor tier and pick the uh, retro podcast for next month. It's going to be SummerSlam 2000. Okay. Have they said what podcast they want to be a guest on? Yeah, I think it'll be the members-only podcast here in a couple months after okay. they attend the uh, Rally SmackDown. They wanted to give their thoughts on that. So cool. I was like, hell yeah, we'll do that. That's cool. And don't forget, you also get the ebook uh, Wrestling's Underbelly, which is the book I wrote in 2005. And you get the Sean Ross Sapp life-size mask <laughs> in the $5 and up tier. So it's awesome. It's all good. Um, Let's move on, unless you want to keep on talking about this, because i got no problem going on for another 20 minutes about this. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would guess, while, while Nigel just cackles in the background. That's what makes it fun. <laughs> I, can cut the, I can cut the mic if you want. That's what makes like it, it fun. Stole somebody's you know what you sounded like just then? Away with it. You what? sounded like the little animal with Jabba the Hutt in, uh, in uh, Return know. of the Jedi. You know, the little, no. little thing with a beak? Nope. You know what I'm talking about, Nigel? I Return of the so. Jedi, Jabba the Hutt had a little bird creature with a beak, and it laughed oh, all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sir, I don't know its Roy name. Roy Soria, but... by the way, I'm going to address this, says, Remember when SRS <laughs> said Fightful will never charge you? We are not adding anything to this ser this service that was a part of Fightful prior to three weeks ago. Yeah, it's all no. brand new stuff. Yeah, you don't have to pay for anything if you don't want to. You still get Everything that, everything that Fightful has always had for free is free. Exactly. exactly. And will stay free. I want to move on and talk about something. So uh, we've had a situation in the past where James Lynch, who does MMA stuff for us, uh, he's done a couple of UFC events for us where, like, he went to a UFC event and he, like, yeah. did videos with all the – interviews with all the fighters, put them all on our YouTube, got hundreds of thousands of views. 
Uh, we got a bunch of articles out of it. Did a lot of UFC promotion. UFC, for some reason, they've been just real pain-in-the-ass bitches and getting us credentialed for... Well, the... No, it was no, a nice run. No. Nice run. <laughs> no, it's it's still it, it'll, it'll let me let me get to the story. So they've been they've been uh, pain in the ass bitches getting us credentialed for future future shows, and they've been telling James, uh, you better uh, go under a different uh, media outlet and don't go under Fightful. They've just been a real real pain in the ass about it. Wouldn't you know? Given all of that, oh, they clearly don't like Fightful, Sean, and they clearly don't want to have anything to do with Fightful.com. Put up that screenshot, Nigel. Of the UFC. This was, yeah, this was posted by the UFC's official Twitter account on March 30th, so their official Twitter account. And it was a UFC fighter by the name of uh, Israel Adesanya, and he was predicting the winner of the Habib-Ferguson fight, which now isn't happening, but that's, now another, isn't happening, that's yeah. another story. But he was predicting the winner, and they had a quote from uh, Adesanya, and the quote was taken from James Lynch's interview with him for Fightful.com, and in the UFC graphic that they put up, they actually credited Fightful.com in the graphic. And I saw that. Sean sent it to me, and I saw that, and I thought, so they won't credential us, but they got no problem quoting us on their official Twitter? Also, no disrespect disrespect to the outlet that they did credential him under, Mm. but I looked, and we do uh, between 8 to 12 times the traffic as them. And that's that's just on the website, not to mention... The YouTube, YouTube traffic, which right. doesn't even count the the Libsyn, all that stuff, because, right. I mean, my God, right. my God, it yeah, doesn't that, make that's any very sense. frustrating. At this point, WWE is much easier to deal with than uh, than UFC, because I was told that I could have gotten credentialed for WrestleMania weekend stuff, no problem, had I made the trip to to New Orleans for right. WWE, and that's saying something. Mm-hmm. My God. Uh, Eric Conley says, does Fightful Select allow us access to Jimmy Van's insider trading tips? I only had one and I lost money, but if you want that access, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, God. I'll fill you in on what happened. Yeah, not a big problem. The same person that told me the news about, hey, they're going to be announcing whatever it was at the time, the network or whatever it was. uh, I still know that person. Really? I can give you more tips that are going to shit the bed. How often are they able to call you from their prison cell? <laughs> uh, they're in the know, Sean. Is that does does that John Bravo fella hook you all up into that? The Richard Rodriguez dude is that? Is that that would call? make sense because then it would be completely erroneous information. So that that is possible. Yeah, but it would be. I wanna I wanna I wanna mention the the Stephanie Ronda Rousey thing from Raw on Monday because I got a few messages on Twitter uh, saying, "Oh, Jimmy must have hated that spot." He must have hated that. <laughs> now, anybody that might have missed Rob, Stephanie McMahon displayed her complete phenomenal athletic ability when it took her about four and a half hours to walk yeah. around, to step around Ronda Rousey in order to deliver a horrible suplex to a table. I wish I could reenact it. And as a matter of fact, yesterday at a restaurant for lunch, I actually had a friend of mine stand up and pretend that he was choking Triple H so I could show another friend how it took Stephanie three and a half hours. This, this is at a restaurant, you say? At a restaurant. I did it at a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I felt like saying it is one thing, but demonstrating it is another. So Nigel, I should have, I should have, I wish I had a videotape something and made a video. Stephanie McMahon, all she had to do, she was on this side of Triple H and Ronda Rousey, okay. and she had to step around to this side to get Ronda Rousey from behind, throw it through a table. Most people would just kind of reach in, reach around, grab them, throw them, but not Stephanie McMahon. She <laughs> bunny hopped. From like one side around to the other, and yeah, it took about three and a half hours Jeez. to get there. 
And, uh, and now here's my thing about did I hate the spot. My answer is I didn't hate the spot on one condition, Sean. And that yeah. condition is WrestleMania, Ronda Rousey, Armbar, Stephanie Taps. That's it. Yeah. That is it. If that match ends in any other way, if that match ends with Kurt Angle tapping Triple H, if that match ends with Kurt Angle pinning Triple H with an angle slam, if that match ends with any other finish, that spot sucked. But if the I, match, you agree with me? If the match ends with the arm yeah. bar, it's perfectly fine. Yep, completely, completely agree. Although Jeff did mention he thinks there will be a visual tap from Rousey tapping Triple H, although the ref might not see it. I think that would be a good one too. But you have, and I wouldn't have had Ronda Rousey touch Stephanie McMahon until this day. Agreed. I agree. Until that day. Um, you mean the Simone drop spot, right? Yeah. I agree. I agree. They shouldn't have. Ronda Rousey has to tap out Stephanie McMahon and has to do it. And, and see, the thing is, a couple of years ago when it happened, they've, they've got a lot more room now. When they first set this up at WrestleMania a few years ago, Ronda Rousey was beating women in 15 seconds. So the line of thinking was, well, if Ronda Rousey takes more than 15 seconds to beat up Ronda Rousey, it's a farce. Now it's a little different. There's a tag match. Right. There, there are ways around that. But Right. I'd love to see Stephanie starting the match wanting to do boxing, thinking that's her weakness. Yes. I would actually be very entertained by that. If, if Stephanie's trying to be Mike Tyson all of a sudden because she thinks, oh, that's where I'm going to get her. Well, and good. the thing is, I know they wanted this to be really serious, but I think they could have gotten some really entertaining segments out of this. Like Stephanie McMahon going to Shane McMahon and saying, like, let me work with Phil Nurse, your striking coach. Right. And Shane being like, how about I work with you instead? And he's got her chasing chickens and shit yeah, like yeah, he had yeah. Vince McMahon doing back in the day. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think they could have had, but I know they wanted it to be serious. So, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm very excited for WrestleMania. I think it's going to be a good, good weekend. I am too. I want to talk about more aspects of Mania, and then we'll, we could talk about the actual card. I don't know when your first segue is because you got a lot of clips this week. A few minutes. Okay, yeah, okay. I got a lot of guests this week, guys. I've been interviewing everybody on Earth. So, <laughs> Taker Cena. Uh, I know that you were saying on the pods this week, on the post Raw pod, post SmackDown pod, that you were expecting a dong, and no, he wasn't talking about the penis waffles. Nigel, because at first I thought he was. <laughs> the, dong, the dong did not come. The dong did not come. So here's my, here's my question for you. No coming of the dong. No coming of the dong. Yeah, dong didn't come. <laughs> so here's here's my question for you. I think everybody now thinks that the match is going to happen and that maybe it's going to be American Badass Taker that comes out and all that, and that's fine. But here's my thing for you. Logically, because I'm a fan of logic, even though WWE really struggles with that, Cena has said, I'm going to go as a fan. And I'm going to enjoy the show as a fan. And he kind of did like a walking, talking promotion for all the other Mania matches, right? How much sense does it make that John Cena, in theory, is going to a big event as a fan and he's going to go from that mindset to having a major match on the show with no build-up or no, no advance? Yeah. How does that make any so, sense? I, I do like the way that he explained it about how he didn't want to take an opportunity from somebody else and this would have been two vets battling it out. Me and Jeff cooked up the the idea last night on the SmackDown show that I thought would work really well. If maybe Undertaker's not physically ready to go after hip surgery, but he wants he wants Cena and he wants it another go, you could set it up for next year where the Undertaker just comes out, answers the challenge of Cena, and squashes the man. Mm. And Cena has set it on the air. He's lost, 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 and lost on mm-hmm. pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the movie Major League? Of course. I hypothesize that he should turn into Eddie Harris, start putting Vaseline on his shoulder, putting anything he can throw on it to get wins. 
And I think that that should start a downward spiral in John Cena, psychologically, mentally, to where he gets an edge. Not not a heel turn, but he starts doing things that he didn't used to have to do to win matches. And then maybe he, he works it back and then gets it next year. I would be okay with that, especially on such a loaded show like this. Mm. But the people have spoken. The people want American Badass Undertaker. Yeah, I don't see them doing the year-long build for two reasons. The first reason is I think that the crowd uh, in New Orleans will shit all over them after after all these weeks of teasing. And then they say, oh, guess what? Let's do it, but let's do it in, in 12 months. I think they're going to shit all over. That's number one. Number two, you're taking a big risk when one of the guys involved is 52. That's, that's a good point. You know, and you're thinking, let's give it another year. I, I don't think so. I think they're going to do the match. But I just question the logic behind it when Cena, in theory, what's he going to do, sit in front row? And then yeah. Taker, Taker's gonna 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 gonna. It's it's hard for me logically to uh, accept it, but I do think they're gonna do American Badass Taker. I think it makes all the sense in the world, especially with Kid Rock there. I think they so, should, yeah. and the people want it. Uh, speaking of the Undertaker, one of his old boys was Gangrel in the Ministry. I questioned him. I questioned Ivalice. I questioned Stevie Ray. They are all going to be at the title match wrestling booth this weekend at WrestleCon. Go check them out and hear some clips from my interview with them. Are we going to see you at all appearing on the Impact versus Lucha Underground show? Uh, no, I, I was not scheduled for any shows, um, any for wrestling. I, I mean, um, so, but I, you never know. I, I'll be ready in case the opportunity does come up for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, no, I was not booked for any wrestling. How, how does that sit with you? I mean, is is it a type of thing that maybe you have a chip on your shoulder about? Are you okay with it? Is were, Was there an injury that well, prevented it? Well, honestly, uh, the same thing happened to me last year. Um, and then the year before that, I couldn't even be at WrestleCon because my ankle was broken. Sure. So, like, these last, couple, uh, these last couple of years have been pretty uh, difficult for me because of the injuries. So I lost a lot of uh, a lot of momentum from you know being an active wrestler and whatnot. So I've been working hard to get myself on track and um, get that momentum back. So hopefully uh, this year will you know be the okay getting back on track, getting that momentum back. Um, and yeah, it, of course it pisses me off, but whatever. That's the business. Uh, you and your brother are obviously a part of the legendary tag team, Harlem Heat, but you all came from Houston. When you all were pitched Harlem Heat, was any part of you like, why not Houston? No. Actually, we pitched it. Oh, really? Yes. So how how'd that go down? And how actually, was that? actually we pitched it. Well. They wanted to uh, – I remember somebody wanted to call us Chicago Heat. And uh, – I think it might have been Dusty Rose. And a few other names came up, but we was like, no, we like Harlem Heat. Was that maybe because, to play you know, off the I road giving, warriors was, being billed from Chicago? I have no unearthly idea and really, you know, those kind of things. I never really never gave credence to. But, I, we, you know, me and my brother are pretty stern about trying to have as much control of our careers as possible. And that was one of the things we are, you know, I can't remember how. Well, it was coming up with names for us. Me and my brother, you know, we was always pitched from 110th Street in Harlem. So we was like, no, we like Harlem Heat. And I guess they seen we was kind of stern on that. And they was like, okay, we'll go with Harlem Heat then. 
That's how it, that's how it pretty much happened. I'm sure you have to talk about this one all the time, but you have the iconic entrance. I mean, who who first pitched yeah. that idea? When did you first hear about it? Well, well, they came to me on a Friday night. Vince Russo said, "Hey, can you still do the vampire thing?" And it debuted on a Sunday night heat. So, <laughs> like, like uh, wow. So basically, like, it was a like a weekend thing. He he pretty much came up with the entrance. He was a big Kiss fan, and I like Kiss. So like, he he came up with the elevator and the fire, and I came up with like um. You know, Gene Simmons guitar solo where the blood comes out. I said, well, I'll just take a challenge and I'll spray blood up. So I'll play a tribute like that, you know. But I'll, most of that was like Vince Russo and the music uh, was, uh, what's his name, Jim Johnson, right? So like, yeah. he came up with that. Um, I mean, I heard him talking about it and all, but I'm still not so sure they didn't rip off like the, the, the Toadies or uh, Possum Kingdom of that. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the music's great. And we're back. Again, you can check them out at Title Match Wrestling's booth at WrestleCon. Jimmy, I don't know if you saw this week, but when somebody asked where Undertaker was, Michelle McCool replied with, oh, we're having breakfast right now. I saw that. Do you think that does this any harm? No, how? How would it? He's dead. He's not supposed to eat breakfast. Are you serious? Is he big? Is he big breakfast instead of big evil? He was American Badass 10 years You've ago. You've done it now. You've gone and cooked a Actually, big old steak. Oh, that's great. Oh, you thought, oh, you're so you're I so can't clever. allow you to think that you'll scramble eggs. All right, that's enough. My hash browns have gotten cold up on my plate. Did you steal that from somebody or did you make that up yourself? It's a collaborative effort. Okay, you stole that from somebody a collaborative effort all right that's good you know, multiple songwriters write songs and one as good as that yeah requires a few brains that's good you can't expect one man to put that together no you definitely can't you definitely can't Jesus. he was he was american badass almost 20 years ago and american badass taker was not oh the dead God, man was yeah. jesus that makes me feel old yeah it's true though that was 1999 right you said that i was like uh no and then i thought about it and i was like oh my god that was 2000, May 2000. Yeah, 99, I think, wasn't it? I thought it was 99. Kentucky is when he came back out. Yeah, and that character was not the dead man character. So I will, I will argue that I, I can't find a high-res image because I've looked for it, but there was that iconic graphic of him driving his motorcycle, and there's it was the silhouette of him with the light that was shining behind him. I thought that was just a badass visual. Like one of the coolest visuals of Undertaker's career was that one. And uh, I hope we see that because the people are ready to see it. By the time he came back as the dead man right. in 2004, people were ready for that too. Right. Yes, but they were, except he looked like Terry Funk. That he did because they, they only let his hair grow for like three, four yeah. months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, you were right. People were ready. And since then now, he's the once-a-year nostalgia act, right? So Yeah. I want to ask you about this. So uh, Nia Jax, um, number one – is she kind of like Steve Jobs or Homer Simpson and that she has to wear her ring gear no matter where she is all the time, the same outfit all the time? Well, I mean, if she didn't post photos on her Twitter showing that she actually wears human clothes, right? I would assume so, yeah. So, oh, so her ring gear is not human clothes? Is ring, her ring gear is alien outfits? Or I don't know who wears pleather all the time, but if, if that's what you do. I was going to say, what, what do you do on your Sunday afternoon, Sean? Well, this Sunday afternoon, I sat there and wrote a bunch of articles about Max Holloway replacing Tony Ferguson. What did you think of Nia not only wearing her gear for the backstage sit-down interview with Renee Young? Dumb. Yeah, I agree. 
But then my wife was watching with me, and she said to me, she was watching Alexa and Mickey's promo, right? Little selfie stupid promo. And my wife said to me, so WWE touts anti-bullying and the Be A Star campaign, but then they, they script this? She said, what do you think? So that's that's a slippery slope because you have to have conflict on a pro wrestling show. And to me, I, I would prefer stuff like this be on TV. I would like for it to be more of a reflection than an escape. I, I like that type of stuff. Mm. However, there are going to be some people, as we found out with almost anything, that just get pissed off and offended over absolutely anything. Which is true. I'm not right wing or left wing. I'm for common human decency. And if Nia Jax is okay with this storyline... Mm. That's really all you have. Now, the, the irony of this is you have Mickey James, who was under a Piggy James uh, scrutiny years ago. Although, from what I understand, that was more due to her drinking than anything. And Alexa Bliss, who admittedly has had an eating disorder before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I would imagine there's some issues there. But if all three of them are okay with it and they want to portray it on TV – Okay, because I had some people saying, oh, well, it's like a high school – it's like high schoolers. And I said, I can give you some hashtags for you to look at if you want to see grown adults acting like Doing that. Doing the same thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Doing the same thing. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean I look at it like this. Number one, Alexa and I are best friends in real life, and so they're probably stoked that they get to do this program. And the second thing is very much like how I'm cool with Stephanie's spot so long as Ronda gets the right finish. I'm cool with Naya Alexa if Naya goes out there and runs her over in 30 seconds – same. Right? And if, the, if that's the finish for the match, then I'm totally cool with the build. There was another thing brought up on the Tuesday show. Jeff Hawkins mentioned that Alexa Bliss is character-driven, not in-ring-driven. That's why she hasn't wrestled in so long, too. Mm-hmm. Her character can afford to have that happen. That sometimes the bully gets punched in the mouth, but the bully can... It, it fixes it for a little while. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. it'll come back. So I, I, I've liked the execution. I've liked the way that they've went with it. And mm-hmm. if it's a squash at WrestleMania, I'm all for it. I agree. I agree. So that was those were some of the highlights from the Raw Go Home Show. Let's talk about the SmackDown Go Home Show. So we're doing this on, on April 4th. So SmackDown was last night. I had to post on Twitter last night, Sean. I had to. And I had to post, keep up the good work, D-O-double-G, is what I wrote. They decided on the Go Home Show for WrestleMania, the biggest event of the year, that it was the perfect time to book an eight-man tag team match featuring lower card scrubs with all due respect to them featuring lower card scrubs who are going to be in the WrestleMania Battle Royale and who aren't going to win so they decided let's have an eight-man tag featuring these scrubs some of which you said hadn't been on TV in how long since July here's the funny thing off the air you said hey make sure that when you post those scripts you redact anything that might leave a clue who gave it to you when I first saw that script I said primo Somebody's trying to find me out. (laughs) It's like, no way he's on this show. (laughs) Right, right. Now, let me ask you this. Obviously, from a booking standpoint, it's just a really, really horrible creative decision. The show is supposed to get people excited for WrestleMania. It's supposed to get people to want to subscribe for the network if they're they're not already. It's supposed to get them, you know, wanting to buy this this thing. This eight-man tag is going to do the complete opposite. No one's going to give a shit. They're going to turn the channel. Do you think that the Road Dog booked that, aside from the fact that maybe he's not the most brilliant creative mind because he's a former wrestler himself, and he thought, I want to give a little bit of shine to these guys that don't get a lot of TV exposure. Do you think that might have played into him deciding to do that? Yeah, and if I were them, what I would have done is book an eight-man battle royal instead. I would have previewed the battle royal. Right. And given someone the visual of 
of winning tossing it. a couple people winning it, and I would have had somebody besides Baron Corbin. I would have Baron Corbin the last person eliminated. That right. way, you could build Baron Corbin, former Battle Royal winner, and then the person who eliminated him as the person who eliminated that. I would have actually had somebody eliminate both he and Mojo at the same time. That right. way, you can go into that and say he eliminated two former winners of this right. on SmackDown. They didn't do it. Everything on SmackDown was inconsequential. Too bad. The, the, the only thing that I think mattered at all was AJ Styles finally getting one up on Nakamura and Nakamura not being able to take the heat after weeks of trolling AJ. Right, I agree. I agree. And that was, that was it. If you missed the first hour and 58 minutes of SmackDown, you didn't miss a thing. Agreed. Agreed. Yep. Uh, do we have time to talk Mania? I don't know when your next thing is. Do we have time? We got about eight minutes. eight minutes. Okay, we got time. So let's talk about the main card. So uh, Brock versus Roman Reigns. I think we all know the finish, right? Do you think this is it for Brock in WWE for a while, or because Paul Heyman's been doing all of these interviews where he's been insinuating Brock is headed back to the UFC, and this is going to be the last time that I walk Brock down the aisle of a WWE show for a while? Do you think that's just posturing, or do you think that Brock's mindset is I'm going to finish this out and then I'm going to get ready for a fight? Well, you better get back in that USADA pool is all I have to say. WWE still has, I think, rights to him until like early August because the, the situation was, at the time at least, is that WWE allowed him to do that. They got a little cut, but they froze his contract even though they didn't really have plans to use him. Will Paul Heyman still be around? If they were smart, they would keep him around in some capacity with somebody because he, he can be valuable even though he can be redundant. Mm-hmm. What Brock Lesnar does is always posturing, so and he always does this. What was he doing a few years ago before the Roman Reigns match? He was publicly, he was in a training camp for a fight mm-hmm. ahead of WrestleMania. So yeah, I think it, I think it's posturing on his half. Unfortunately for him, they just signed Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think I don't think that will help his leverage. Will he get the same money? Maybe a little more, maybe. But WWE has a Ronda Rousey now, and that's. By all accounts, so far, early it's the honeymoon stage right now, but yeah. she's been a little easier to deal with as well. I'm not sold on her long-term uh, bankability yet. Neither am I. I'm not sold, so we got to wait and see how things go. But I think it's posturing, too. I do think that Brock intends to do what he already did. So I do think that he intends to re-sign, but then still do a UFC fight. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's going to happen, but I do think he's going to re-sign. That's my, that's my gut. Uh, what about uh, AJ Shinsuke? I think AJ's going to win. And, really? Uh, you think AJ's going to win? Yeah, because Nakamura won at the Tokyo Dome, and they've been referencing that in the past, and I think you could build up a big rubber match down the line for that. I'm glad they went ahead and did this. This is a WrestleMania main event caliber match, yes. and it's it's going to deliver in the ring regardless of what I've seen out of Nakamura's main roster run. He's turned it up lately, and I like that. Yeah. Uh, I was just, with the exception of AJ Styles, so many of the WWE titles have been in a holding pattern. Mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss never defends it, never wrestles. Charlotte never defends it, never wrestles. Uh, you had Brock Lesnar never defends it, never wrestles. Cruiser, no cruiserweight champion since January. Mm-hmm. This WrestleMania event needs to happen and get through so WWE can move on from bad things that happened, from bad booking, and from guys that they signed and put titles on. Brock's been the champion for over a year now. Mm-hmm. Mm, I just... I don't know. He, he's held that title quite a bit over the last several years as well. Mm-hmm. It's time to get WWE championships on the monthly shows. For the love of God. 
Well, they're going to do dual brand, so they could get away with every other month. Yes, they once could. Once they go dual brand. But I think Shinsuke is going to win because I feel like after the gender program over the WWE title, I feel like he needs the win. Uh, and so I think he's going to win. But it, what you're saying makes sense. If AJ Styles wins, it wouldn't shock me. But I think, I think uh, Shinsuke is going to win. Uh, Ronda Rousey, Kurt Angle, Stephanie Hunter. I'm, I'm sticking with what I said. It's got to be Rousey. Ronda. got to be. Ronda, armbar, tap out. No other finish is going to make any sense to me at all. That's got to be it. Yep, going with Ronda. you got to have the visual of her tapping out. Stephanie McMahon, this is Stephanie's comeuppance. Fuck, it only took about, what, 18 and a half years for her to get some comeuppance. Aside from one Roman Reigns spear by the Vicky got her once. Vicky, yeah, out of respect. That's good. Cena Taker. Now, number one, do you think the match is going to happen? And number two, if it does, who's winning? I think an altercation happens. Maybe a squash happens. Taker probably wins. After after all this that they they uh, him not having balls and all that stuff, I think that if it happens, he wins. I think Taker wins, and I think that's just one song. That's hmm. my that's my opinion. Yeah, uh, this is the one I heard you guys on the on the SmackDown pod talking about this. To me, there can only be one outcome: Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Now, the reason I think that Owens and Zayn are winning without question is because they're already promoting future live events with them on the card, and they're supposed to be fired right now. And so, yeah. for that reason, I think they're going to win, and I think Shane's going to take the fall, and they're going to use his uh, his medical problem in order to explain it. I'm still going Daniel Bryan. Really? Just for the visual. I, they're going to find a, a – it's funny. On the Bruce Pritchard podcast, he always says that Vince McMahon's thing was, no matter what happened on a pay-per-view, Hogan must pose. In this situation, Daniel Bryan must yes. And he can you still do to, that, right? He yeah, can still do – yeah. Regardless of outcome, yeah. it ends with Daniel Bryan – Doing the yes chant. Yeah, because he could lay them both out after the match or whatever. But I, I think they're going to win. Uh, Charlotte Asuka. Asuka. Really? Asuka? You think Asuka's going to win? Yeah, I think Asuka's going to win. And stay on the SmackDown brand? Yes, I do. Very interesting. Okay, okay. I, I think Charlotte's going to retain. Uh, and I think that Carmella's going to attempt to cash in the briefcase. I think that uh, I think Char or Oscar's going to win, and then Oscar beats uh, Carmella as well. Really? Yeah. When she when she tries to cash in, you mean? Yes. Okay, interesting. Alexa Naya, I think Naya rolls her over. Yes, she should. It should be a squash match, a quick squash. Yep. Now here is one I want to talk about uh, and get your take, and then I, I want to give you my opinion. So Braun Strowman and a partner against Sheamus and Cesaro. You said something on the post SmackDown pod that I thought was was excellent. You said, "What about James Ellsworth?" Yeah, one night only. That's a brilliant he eats, idea. He eats the pin. Braun beats the crap out of everybody. It's a brilliant idea. Now I know a lot of people have been thinking Elias, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna, gonna go on record. I think Elias is doing an in-ring guitar singing segment with The Rock. That's what I think. And him singing in front of that crowd in New Orleans would be bigger than any match that he could have. And they would love it. As soon, you know, when he does the one strum, the one guitar strum. Yeah, they would love it. And who else for a segment like that than The Rock? Because The Rock is always on that kind of stuff. And I really believe The Rock's going to be on the show because he wanted to do the match, the tag match. And the only reason he didn't do it is because he couldn't get clearance. But he's done non-match segments before for Mania. And I think Rock's going to be there, and I think he's going to do a segment with Elias. They keep putting Elias over jabronis for some reason, so there you go. There you go. I think that's going to happen. What about uh, Ms. Balor-Rollins? I think Miz retains the title and loses it on the night after Mania. Really? To somebody, yes. 
I, I, man, in order, to, in order to swerve, you think, in order to swerve the, the, yeah, yeah, Balor and Rollins have been on fire mm-hmm. with each other in the ring lately, and it was funny. One of the the leaked script things that I posted that got a lot of play was that Tyson Kidd produced their match, mm-hmm. and if if you got those two having that type of match one on one, no stakes at all on a Raw. Mm-hmm. Imagine what these three are going to do on Monday. And and Miz, as an over-concerned parent, yes. is a fantastic future heel run. Him coming out to the to the ring and saying, would you idiot shut up, my child is backstage trying to sleep, and right. then the crowd heals a kid. Right. I think, uh, I think Miz is going to lose at Mania and take time off. That's kind of my gut. Yeah, he probably wants to visit FightfulSelect.com. <laughs> That's what he wants to do. He wants to watch my retro reviews. You know why he wants to visit FightfulSelect.com? So he can get a mask. <laughs> so we can get one of those. That's why. Uh, Uso's New Day. Right. Uso's New Day Bludgeon Brothers. I'm going to go with the Uso's here, although I don't think the Bludgeon Brothers' time is that far off. There was a lot made of the Uso's never being on a WrestleMania main card, mm-hmm. so I'm so glad that they made it on the main card. More than anything, if this is the reason why a Bailey-Sasha Banks singles match couldn't happen, whatever, because the Uso's have been around for a decade and they deserve this. As much as anyone, your favorite tag team, great gimmick. So long as the, the Bludgeon Brothers don't take the fall, then I'm okay with it. Yeah, the Usos are not my favorite tag team, but so long as the Bludgeon Brothers don't take the fall, uh, then I'm all right with it. Orton, Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal, Rusev. I think Rusev. You think they're actually going to go with Rusev? Rusev or Randy Orton? But uh, if Rusev Day chants are going to overwhelm that crowd. I agree. I think that's going to happen. Um my heart says Rusev because they put him in the match for a reason, but uh, my gut says Bobby Roode. My gut says Bobby Roode, but we'll see. I don't think Bobby Roode, even though you all can see Bobby Roode on the first Jimmy Vans vault match against Chris Valentino way back. He had bleached hair. It was, what, 2001, was it? It was a long time ago. Might have been 2001 yeah. or 2000. It was, it was way back. Uh, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. A returning big cast. I was thinking the same. I know that, I think it was Hawkins that said Samoa Joe. I think that with all due respect to the Battle Royal participants, it's not high enough on the card for Samoa Joe because the plan post-mania is for Joe to be in a program with Roman Reigns over the title. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, 
we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And if they stay that course, uh, the battle royals below them. I agree Cass would be a fit for that. Maybe Jeff Hardy if they decide to pull the trigger on him. But Cass yeah. would be the perfect fit, I think, for that spot. I do too. Yeah, I do too. Women's battle royal. I think Becky Lynch should win, uh, eliminating Becky or uh, Bailey and Sasha. I think that's a little poetic. And I've it's been years. I'm still waiting for a real Becky Lynch push and program. Right. That I think... woman has been done so wrong. Uh, Kristen Ashley wrote a good article about it for Fightful last month, but whew, the ab- abused. <laughs> I think abused. it's I think it's either going to be an established name like Becky, or I think it's going to be Mandy Rose. Because I look at Mandy Rose as the prototype of what Vince Man likes at a female superstar. To me, she kind of reminds me of this era's Tristratus in her look. And that's kind of what Vince Man has always kind of gone for. So mm-hmm. I think if they don't go with an established name like Becky Lynch, I think Mandy Rose is somebody that they're, that they're going to get behind. And she'd probably be the one. Let me ask yeah, you this I, question. I think, I think you got to split up uh, Riot Squad either in this match or soon after as well. Right, right. Let me ask you this. Put up the, uh, the trophy, Nigel. Oh, boy. So our video people can see this. This is the new Women's Battle Royal trophy because obviously before they had the Moolah trophy and they had to kind of scramble and create this one. And as you can see, it looks like dog shit. And for some reason, for some reason, Sean, when I saw the graphic of it, you know what I thought of? And I don't know why my brain works like this. I thought of the scene from Ghost when Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore are playing with the clay and they're trying to build like a pot or something, but then they get two into each other, and then the thing ends up just going to shit. That's what that trophy and reminds me of. Ends up looking like a diagram of fallopian tubes. Yeah, that's what that's what that reminded me of. Yeah, there I you saw go. I saw that trophy, and I saw Billing standing next to it, and I thought of Ghost for some reason when I saw that. Well, I can tell you. Well, do we do we have any more predictions? I'm picking uh, Mustafa Ali over Cedric Alexander. That was the last one, and I agree. I think the stories they've been telling with Mustafa it's his time. I agree. That's it. And 205 Live's main event has become a must-watch, in big part because Triple H is running the show now. I spoke to Triple H last week. As I mentioned, WWE PR has been rather pleasant lately. <laughs> Got me on that call. I talked to Triple H. Take a listen. You spoke about the learning curve, and we've seen what guys like Matt Riddle have done on the independent <laughs> circuit, and he said that he, he did very well in the tryout. You've said that you've heard that uh, Jessamyn Duke, former UFC fighter, is is a natural, and we've seen what Shayna Baszler and... Razor, the authors of Pain, have done. What do you think of this this res- or I don't want to say uh, resurgence, this influx of MMA talent that has made the transition into pro wrestling and how they've done? I know that that plays into what you're doing at WrestleMania as well. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm about to get thrown around by two of the best shooters in the world. Um, you know, it, it's a, a funny thing that I think. Um, Doors open, and then it seems like an influx. You know, um, you you get a couple of high level NFL guys, and all of a sudden we get barraged with calls from NFL uh, former NFL guys or or people you know athletes that have tried to make it in the NFL. A lot more of them start calling us to see the opportunity. You put um, MMA people, Brock Lesnar. You you take that level of performer from a combat sport that makes it in our business, they start to see it differently. A lot of them are very well suited because of the mannerisms and the um, sort of the athletic ability is very similar. 
to what we do. Then it comes down to personality and all the other things that make a well-rounded WWE superstar because the it I, I say this a lot, it's a, it's a huge puzzle, right? Becoming great is a huge puzzle. Um, the more pieces of the puzzle you have, the better. You don't have to have all of them. Not everybody's a great in-ring performer. Not everybody's great on the microphone. Not everybody's great with a character, whatever. But the more pieces you have, the more successful you can be. Um, I think you see that influx because you see uh, some success from people at those levels and you see them starting to boil up and become more and more. And the, the fit is an easy fit in the um, physical sense. And then the ones that succeed are the ones that can pick up all the other pieces. And we're back. I want to actually credit WWPR because while I've called them out in the past for them making it hard for wrestling media, Triple H in particular makes it very easy for wrestling media when he can because I think he sees things much differently than Vince McMahon does. Yes. He knows that – I mean, I'll put it like this. WWE had no idea about the Enzo Amore situation until I emailed them asking for a comment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Triple H recognizes stuff like that. Uh, he recognizes the impact that a Fightful and the other wrestling websites – have uh i'm sure he's not going to negate that of the mainstream wrestling media but mainly when we're on those calls it's the occasional miami herald and then wrestling sites i think is and i and i can appreciate that i think the one big benefit of having hunter as the heir apparent is that not only is he a brilliant wrestling mind and one of the greatest in-ring competitors but he was a wrestling fan first yeah and i think that that's a great because this man was never a fan he was always a promoter's kid and it's a big difference. So one day we're, we're going to get about 15 good years until he goes senile. Well, he's then, 48, so... I'll, okay, then we'll get maybe, maybe 20? About a good 20 years. Yeah, maybe but, I mean, 20 years. Vince has is, Vince is not liked wrestling media for a long time. And maybe understandably so, because back in the day, and he used to give Dave Meltzer a lot of access, but mm-hmm. I think maybe when the steroid trial happened and people dared to write negative things about him, mm-hmm. that he took exception to that. Uh, but Triple H taking notice of wrestling media is we, – we greatly appreciate that. And I have more from my conversation with Triple H on Fightful.com and Fightful's YouTube. So subscribe, like, thumbs up. Uh, us, in general, Fightful isn't the only person he's taking notice of. Jason Kincaid, one of our writers, is wrestling at WWE Access tomorrow. Yeah, good for him. That's awesome. I, I was actually asking you because I saw the tournament brackets – yeah, and there's a bunch of NXT guys, and I asked Sean, "What the hell? Like, is he signed?" And and you said, "No, no, no, it's a WWN cross promotion," and that's cool. Matt Riddle's not in there. That's uh, that's unfortunate. Suspicious. Yeah, it's unfortunate at best. So there's but, more I stuff. Mean, go go ahead. But Jason Kincaid, he had kind of a look that where he would have fit in like as a cruiserweight Wyatt for a long time. He chopped. He shaved his head, chopped it off. Has like a Bam Bam Bigelow tattoo on the top of his head. I now. had no idea, really. Yes, yes. Wow. Uh, if you guys haven't seen his writing, just head over to Fightful.com. Type in our search bar, Jason Kincaid. That is one of the hidden gems of Fightful.com. He did a Q and A recently, uh, or an FAQ essentially on how to get started in wrestling because he is a very, very creative dude, and it, it was mind blowing. And some of the stories that he has wrestling in mexico for like donuts and like everything to pay dues it is just incredible his roh tryouts getting signed to evolve oh it's he's given us basically a book worth of content on fightful.com one of the most talented writers i've ever had the privilege of editing awesome i was gonna go into the other uh, big shows going on this weekend but let's do stupid people first and then we'll go into that after hot dog 
This is a stupid song, it just goes on and on. You might find some meaning, but you would be wrong. Okay, so first off, thanks to TrevorStrong.org for the usage of that song. Immediately after this podcast, probably around 4.30 Eastern Time today, uh, Fightful Select members, go to FightfulSelect.com, and we are going to have a segment called Stupid People Extended, where we do additional Stupid People news stories, Sean. Additional stupidity, additional jokes, and additional nonsense. Since it's extended, does that mean the wiener segments will be about bigger wieners? Extended. Uh, let me see if I had any Sean Ross sat files for today's extended. Today I don't have any Sean Ross you sat said files. Extend. <laughs> Just so you know, Nigel, he is not sixteen. I get paid. He's a not salary. sixteen. Yeah, he actually this gets paid to do this. Job. It's crazy. It's crazy. So this first one, Sean, and I know you're going to know immediately what I'm talking about because it's been all over. So, in the past, we talked about the Tide Pod challenge. Yeah. We, we talked about the no lacking challenge where idiots pull a gun on somebody without oh, pulling the trigger. Going. I know where you're going with this. Latest one is the condom challenge. Yeah, pretty good indication of why people should fucking use them. Are you familiar with this one, Nigel? No, I actually haven't heard about this one. Okay, good. So the condom challenge is something that some moron created just like the other ones. <laughs> and, again, I've seen videos. These are not – necessarily 14 year olds doing this there's adults doing this oh, of course and the premise of the condom challenge is that you try to snort an open condom through your nose and pull it out your throat that's, oh. that's, so, that's the premise of, and then of course videotape yourself because you want to get likes and subs oh, and and all that so okay i've had a broken nose since like 2009 2010 from mma you can hear it my voice is a little nasally that hd picture i sent you for the mask you all can see my broken nose in all of its glory I have looked at several different options for fixing it without surgery or clearing up my nasal passages. What, did Basically, they suggest snorting a condom in order to fix your nose? <laughs> Damn near it. Damn near it. Basically, I use Breathe Right strips now. But there was a thing where you could – you have a balloon inserted in your nose. It blows up and it opens up your nasal passages, all this shit. Cody Garbrandt of the UFC does it. Hmm. Looks horrible, painful. I took a look and I said, nah. Then I see kids mm-hmm. just willingly – Snorting condoms. Do you think they're lubricated or non? Um, I hope they are lubricated. Bare skin magnums? (laughs) You know way more about condoms than I do. I've I've been a condom guy in probably 20-some years. So you you know more than I do. It's just like, man, depending on what you have, do you get the thin ones? Is it a bigger challenge to get the big ones? Like, I'm not impressed. Something tells me, given your your love of male genitalia, that you've checked all that shit out. (laughs) I feel like you have. But uh, so I read some I read some news stories about this. Now, this, the first story that I read, I should note, is reported by KABB Fox 26 San Antonio on March 28th. That's where I first heard about it. They were saying that obviously not only is this a choking hazard, and that goes without saying, not only can it get stuck and cause infection, there was a story of one woman who got one trapped in her lung. Oh. Ah, yeah. Because she accidentally inhaled it or That's... swallowed it and got it trapped in her lung. People, don't be Nat- so fucking stupid. Uh, natural selection doing its job. Well, you're right. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, yeah. This next one, and we're going to play a video of this one. Uh, Again, people just are are such sweethearts. This was reported by WRAL at Raleigh, North Carolina on March 21st. Uh, Can you play the video while I'm talking? Um, I won't be able to hear you, no. You won't be able to hear me? No. Okay, well, then let me just say it quick first. A 20-year-old woman named Brianna Ashanti Lofton was arrested on two counts of felony child abuse. 
because she posted a video on Facebook showing her letting her one-year-old baby smoke pot. Oh. Have you seen that one? No. And the sad thing about it was that kid knew exactly what she was doing, smoking that, that marijuana. Like, she clearly knew, knew what she was doing, which meant that it happened a lot. Happened so, before, yeah. So this mother decided, let's, uh, let's not only do this, but let's put it on Facebook Live, in a live video. It went viral. She got arrested, and the baby was placed in Child Protective Services. Put up the uh, video. It's, it's short. Put it- Yeah, that's... Uh... What makes you think to do that to your kid? How does that make any sense at all? How does she expect to get signed by WWE? Exactly. It's going to be a big problem. Or New Japan at this point. Yeah, it's going to be a big problem. This last one for the Sean Ross Sap file. Heck yeah. Reported by the UK Sun on April 3rd. Daniel, go ahead and throw up the photo. Sounds reputable. Yeah. Oh, well, there's photo evidence. <laughs> Have you ever heard, Sean, of the Kanemara Matsuri? I have not. So that is an annual festival. It takes place the first Sunday in April in Kawasaki, Japan. Uh, Kenemara Matsuri stands for Festival of the Steel Phallus. And basically, in essence, thousands of people go to Kawasaki, uh, Japan to celebrate the dick. Basically. Now, I actually read the story behind this. It originated, and this is, this is real. I'm not making this up. It, it originated... <laughs> From pro- <laughs> you seeing the photos? <laughs> the glasses. <laughs> so get oh, this, Sean. Down the neck, phenomenal. This phenomenal. originated. This originated from prostitutes who prayed to the Kaine Mara Shrine for good business and protection from STDs. For real, the shrine is based on a story about a jealous, sharp-toothed demon that hid inside the vagina of a young woman that the demon fell in love with, and it bit off the penises of two young men that she had married on their wedding night. I'm just saying, if I relocated <laughs> to Japan, would that affect my salary at all? If you what, sorry? Uh, if I relocated to Japan, would that affect my salary at all? It would probably increase it. If you, if you moved to Kawasaki, Japan? I had content nonstop. Now, I will say, maybe if these people weren't too busy snorting their goddamn condoms, they yes. wouldn't have to pray to a fake penis god yeah they wouldn't have to pray to hogsworth to make sure that they didn't get stds yep that's what happened so again at the end of this podcast around 4 30 eastern or if you're not watching this live just go to fightfulselect.com whenever and uh, uh super people uh, extended will be there for you so it will do you want to go into the weekend other shows or do you want to go to the next clip uh, heck let's go let's go to the next clip in addition to all the other shows I mentioned, I also spoke to Ring of Honor's Bobby Cruz, who took a bit of a bump at Ring of Honor's 16th anniversary. He's going to be at Supercard of Honor this Saturday. Uh, also, I spoke to Impact's Sanjay Dutt. He's going to be at Impact versus Lucha Underground on Friday. Uh, Impact doing some cool stuff there, encouraging people to do their own commentary over the show as they stream it live. Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor, I will be covering that on Sunday afternoon as opposed to Saturday night. So I'll give you my post-show podcast on that Sunday afternoon and a WrestleMania pre-show. Tune into that. Here's a couple clips. I know that you've got a busy WrestleMania week, obviously, but are you going to make it to the Hall of Fame to see uh, your buddy Jeff Jarrett get inducted? Uh, No, because I'll be at the Lucha Underground versus Impact Wrestling show, but uh, I uh, hope to maybe see him throughout the weekend. I know it's a jam-packed weekend. Everybody's 
everybody that goes down to Russell County has got about a million things going on, but uh, it would be good to see Jeff again. It's been, it's been a while and uh, congratulations to him. Absolutely. Uh, so many of those shows in new Orleans, you're going to be scouting talent while you're there taking a look at people. I know that you've uh, been able to wrestle people like Joey Janela and Kurt Stallion and a couple other uh, emerging independent names uh, uh, during your last few months, at least in the ring, but you're going to keep your eye out in new Orleans as well. I, I keep my eye out on a daily basis. Um, I am uh, just because I haven't been, you know, obviously I've been hurt and I haven't been, uh, you know, active on the independent scene in the last 12 weeks. But, um, you know, that doesn't mean that I'm I'm not paying attention to what's going on. Uh, my ear is always to the ground. I'm kind of, I'm in the thick of things, you know, aside from this injury, uh, you know, it was a regular thing, you know, every, every week out, every week out there on the independent scene. And, and I was doing more to scout and see what is out there than, you know, um, paying attention to what I was doing. So uh, I, I've still got my ear to the streets, as they would say, and uh, I'm looking forward to trying to trying to catch some of the other shows. Uh, Joe, you know, spring break is at midnight, following hours. Um, you know, Rev Pro's right before us. There's Crash. So uh, especially the Crash show, uh, I'm I'm very very interested to see some of the some of the young high flyers that are coming out of Mexico that uh, you know. Uh, domestically we may not know about, but uh, this may be their chance to kind of shine and, and uh, get some worldwide notoriety. Like how did, how did people take to that? Was it concern? Was it somebody, were, were people just, I, I don't want to say surprised, but were, were they, what was the reaction to that? Uh, the reaction was uh, BJ Whitmer was sitting at the gorilla position and as they carry me to the back, uh, I, I, kind of i was with it and uh he said he said something to me oh my god that looked terrible or something and that that was about it but uh we bust each other's balls all the time um so other than that i i really didn't hear much uh just you know after the event and, and of course the next day the tv taping in the same building people kind of asking how i was doing and checking on me but uh yeah it was it's, it's, I was probably kind of one hand over the years i've been with the company at the times that i've uh gotten injured or getting taken out. And uh, that was the first one in a while. I think the last one before that was on a, I, I must have problems on pay-per-views. There's a pay-per-view uh, up here in Lowell, Massachusetts, where Tetsuya Naito just decided to, uh, as I was introducing Jay Lethal, come over and kick me in the stomach and then promptly push me out of the ring with his foot to the floor. But, uh, and so I guess I should be aware on pay-per-views of uh, my safety. Were you able to uh, avoid the Tommaso Ciampa rampage that he went on on his last appearance? No, no, he got me. He got me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he got me in Chicago. It wasn't his last appearance, but it was one of. And uh, he got me in Chicago. That's he wiped out or tried to wipe out Kevin Kelly from the announcing position. And then uh, I just happened to be getting in the ring to announce. I think we were going to intermission because we were doing a like a road race TV taping that night. It was a wasn't a full TV taping, so I was announcing we was going to intermission, and he just came in and uh, got me in the corner and choked me down and then hit me with about four or five of those uh, Champa famous running knees in the corner. And we're back. Lots of good stuff going on this weekend. Tons of shows. We got one more interview clip for later, but my God, just so much stuff going on. Impact versus Lucha Underground uh, Friday night during the Hall of Fame, and then you have uh, the... Ring of Honor show on Saturday. I got a little bit of heat from Impact Wrestling because I asked Sanjay if he was going to the Hall of Fame, not realizing that they had an event scheduled at the same time because 
I don't look at times like I don't know what time Matt Riddle's show is. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what time Joey Janela's show is yet. Yeah. I will like tonight whenever I look at things. To me, this is the launch of WrestleMania week for me right now because after this, we've got our exclusive stories just jam-packed on Fightful all week. It's going to be cool. So let me ask you this. So I, I heard you and uh, Jeff on the post-Smackdown podcast talking about what match are you most anticipating this weekend? And I think uh, you guys both said Cody versus Omega, which is on the Supercard show. Yeah. Um, is that still hold true? Is that the match you're looking forward to the most this weekend? That one, uh, there's the Daniel Bryan factor. I want to see what he looks like in the ring. Charlotte versus Asuka, and maybe out of pure morbid curiosity, Matt Riddle versus James Ellsworth. That's this weekend. Yes. That's on Riddle's show? Uh, it's on Janela's show. On Janela's show. Yeah. Very interesting. So I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see Cody Omega. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a massive fan of Cody. I know he's over with the Bullet Club and everything, but I'm not a massive fan of Cody Rhodes. But uh, I am actually curious to see how Ronda Rousey does in the ring. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm actually curious to see Kurt Angle and Hunter because yeah. uh, I think they can both go, and I think that's going to be a lot of fun. So well, what, we, what we've seen of Kurt Angle in the ring thus far has been a lot of brawling. We haven't necessarily seen a lot of wrestling out of him. True, but they've been tag matches, and this is another tag match. But uh, I, think, I think Hunter, it's, it's WrestleMania, so I think they want to put on a show. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I do too. What about uh, Andrade Cien Almas versus uh, Aleister Black? Oh, it's going to be amazing. The build, has been absolute, the build has been absolute dog shit, but the match is going to be incredible. What did you think of the new North American championship that was posted? Not the one that our friend uh, Nick at Pro Wrestling Unlimited keeps posting, yeah. that Intercontinental title knockoff yeah. he has. So but it's funny you mention funny you mentioned it because I know damn well where Hunter got the inspiration for that belt. I know where he got it. So Nigel, first put up the shot of Triple H with the new North American title belt. Sure. Well, I didn't even know American you were doing this. Belt. Yes, I was. It was planned out. Yeah. So Nigel's going to put that up. This is a shot of Triple H with the new NXT North American title belt, and I damn well know where he got the inspiration for this. Nigel, put up the other graphic. <laughs> So because Hunter is a longtime wrestling fan, as we know, he was a fan before he was a wrestler, and the LJN action figure line came uh, out It came out around 84, and I think at that time he would have been, uh, let me think, 16 or so, I think, in 84. So granted, you know, he would have been in the, in the later years of action figures, but because he was a wrestling fan, when you look at that North American belt and when you look at the LJN tag team title belts, that they packed with all the tag team uh, action packs or whatever in that set. I think Hunter used the LGN tag team belt as the inspiration because does not does that not look like it the does. North American like a lot. I'm, I'm going to ask him that the next time I get the chance to talk to him. I, I'm going to use that as a topic to bring up. Right down to the brown leather. Yeah, and and it's funny. Uh, the, the leather looks good, doesn't it? It, it looks different. Yeah, I love it looks it. different. So uh, I don't care what he says. I don't care if he denies it. He got the idea from the LGN yeah. tag team belts, and I'm sticking by that. Did you I, see? Go ahead, sorry. I think we should have a fightful championship. You got the Aware Edge Championship. There's Deanna Perazzo versus Matt Riddle very soon. How do how do we not have a fightful championship? Did, and how is it Matt Riddle jobbing out to me for it? Did you see the Waffle House uh, House belt? I did. I don't. I don't see an IHOP championship anywhere. I am gonna <laughs> get a Waffle House belt. I'm going to get one. A Waffle House belt? Why wouldn't you just get a Waffle Championship? You want me to do that? I'll get a Waffle Championship. I prefer you just get a Fightful Championship. That's what I'm getting. Maybe I'll get one of each. I'll get a pancake belt and I'll get a Waffle Belt. (laughs) Mail it to me. Of course you would spend it on a – you would spend on a Waffle and Pancake Championship. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. But, I mean, that should be – 
one of the things you have for your competitive eating contests. It's not a bad idea. Around the office, right? It's not a bad idea. We'll get a belt. That's not a God, Nicola's going to have a Bruno Sammartino reign. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good chance. Yeah. yeah. MSG sellouts for Nicola. Oh, I, I was talking to my wife recently. and Recently, you were talking to your wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, the the strength and conditioning coach I often reference that has a gym, he eats like frighteningly fast. So my plan was if my wife can never make a trip to Toronto, I'm bringing him in as a ringer. He's just going to be, he's going to show up like Diesel. He's going to wear some shitty jacket. Going to shove poutine in his face. He's going to clean house, the eating competitions. Well, he'll be ineligible because he's not related to the company in any capacity. You know what? He did some transcript work for me that you absolutely can't have any evidence of. <laughs> <laughs> did you see Will Ospreay's Spanish fly spot? Yeah, With Marty Skrull at the New Japan show uh, Sakura Genesis. Did you see that spot? Now, if anybody missed it, go on YouTube and look up Will Ospreay's Spanish fly, and it'll come up. He is fortunate he didn't break his neck. Fortunate. Yeah, very fortunate he didn't in his career. On my match ratings, it took a few off because a few points off because... I couldn't get into the match after that, knowing what I know about wrestlers and wrestler safety and mm-hmm. how some career-ending injuries have looked. It was tough for me to get into that match mm-hmm. after that, and it was a very, it was an amazing display. But that was scary, and it looked like it hurt. He says he's still making his New Orleans appearances. I just hope the man's okay. Do you remember um, uh, what was what was the, the the New Japan show that they did recently? Strong Style Evolved. Do you remember when Matt Jackson did the German suplex to Kenny Omega on the apron? And I and you and I were talking about it, and I said, man, that was a dangerous-looking spot, doing a German suplex on the apron. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. I was reminded of that when I saw this, because that could have happened to Kenny Omega, landing on yeah. your head like that. He landed on his head, his, his head bent to the side like this. He's very fortunate they didn't break his neck. Very I've lucky. said this before. There are certain matches I watch, certain fights that I see where I'm like, oh, that makes me want to go train again. That makes me want to get in the ring, ASAP. Some of the, a couple of the matches I've seen recently, Golden Lovers, Young Bucks, and uh, Osprey versus Skrull makes me think, no, I don't. Right. No, I don't. I'd really like to not have internal decapitation. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. So if you were to think about the greatest WCW wrestlers of all time, Mm-hmm. Uh, hell, you you can include the NWA in there too. If you were to think about the greatest of all time, say the top hundred, mm-hmm. where would Glenn Gilberti, aka Disco Inferno, rank on your list of the greatest of all time from WCW? Well, let's take a look. He was a member of the NWO Wolfpack, as was half the roster. Okay, he gave us the great GIF of Laparka hitting him with a chair, one of the all-time great gifts. He was a cruiserweight champion. He was a world television champion two times. He was a world tag team champion. Triple crown champion there. That's nice. That's good. Where would you put him? Top five, easy. (laughs) Among those who portray people with music-related gimmicks. Yeah, yeah. So and use a stunner as a finish. Put up uh, Nigel the uh, whatever tweet shot you have, the Cody Rhodes one or whatever one you have. So what happened was Cody Rhodes posted a picture on Twitter showing a pretty massive cut that he had over his eye, um, suffered in a match, and um, Disco Inferno, real name Glenn Gilberti, of all people, decided to respond, and he tweeted this, and this is a quote, Nobody knows how to work anymore. 
They'd rather kill each other to get Dave Meltzer to put their match over. That is a problem that needs to be put front and center. Guys are going to keep getting hurt. Now, I'm not saying I disagree with them. We just got through talking about the Will yes. Ospreay spot and talking about that German suplex on the apron. So I'm not saying I disagree with him. But when you are Disco Inferno at the level that he was at in WCW, you're going to get responses and you're going to get heat. Cody responded to him, and this is a quote from Cody. He said, stop. You know nothing. You have drawn zero dollars. No fan has ever left a show thinking about you. You were lucky to be a juiced-up double-lifer over with the boys type in an era where you hid in plain sight, coasting on other success. Couldn't hang then, can't get booked now, which is pretty rough. Uh, and Kenny Omega and a few other guys also sent responses out. Like I said, I kind of agree to a, to a, to a certain level with what Disco said about some of the, the risk guys are taking in matches. But what do you think about what he said? What do you think about Cody's response? What do you think about the fact that it was Disco Inferno that said it? People work different than when he was working at that level. So back then, I'm sure that that would have rang true. However, if you're going to uh, you're gonna target Cody for that, mm-hmm. Cody, who his detractors call three-star Cody because he doesn't take a lot of risks. There's you know, not a lot of that going on in his matches. Ah, uh, I I don't know. And Conan mentioned that's just the way that's the way people get over with fans now. It's not wrong. Mm-hmm. I think it's always associated with Dave Meltzer. You give me a match from twenty twenty five years ago. I, there's a good chance I'm going to dislike it more than like it at this point. Mm-hmm. The pace is too slow for me. I gave a really good example to Zack Saber Jr. and Okada. It was wrestling. 25 years ago but it was like at one and a half speed so it was they sped it up to match today's modern wrestling Mm -hmm. disco because he played a comedic character for so long is going to be disrespected by people who you know probably shouldn't have you know people just do that they'll Mm -hmm. they'll find any angle they can to disrespect another person but that being said people just work different the advent of mma mma has exploded since disco inferno was working full-time People know what's real. People know people like different things. Uh, different TV shows are popular now. Mm-hmm. It is very different. I mean, I, I you think back to Steamboat Savage, which is the match that a lot of people look at as one of the greatest ever. Uh, I still consider it one of the most fun matches that I ever watched. That match, there was nothing like what you see in today, like like, like the Spanish fly spot, the, the German suplex on the apron. Nothing remotely close. That match got over because of all the false finishes, all the near falls and, and stuff like that and the story that it told. Hogan's Warrior, which we, we joked about it because you said you went back and looked at it and it was a dog shit match. I always enjoyed that match because of the story aspect of it uh, with, the, with the, you know, the up-and-comer versus the established guy, whatever. But I do agree it is a different time. Uh, I Again, I agree with some of the things Inferno said, but he might not be the right guy to be telling that. Uh, telling I agree that with some of it, but, I mean, the the thing is I see him doing that, like, all the time. Mm. Oh, does like, he do that all, all the time, really? Yeah, and the thing is I, I enjoyed his work. I, I like the guy personally. Did you like this? I mean. Was that what you liked? He, he honestly he had some good matches. That's what he did, Nigel. That's what he did. I'll be honest with you, man. He was he was a good worker. He I'm not even making that up. Off. Nigel's laughing. I'm not even making it up. Well, his name is fucking Disco Inferno. <laughs> Disco Inferno. Well, I mean, yeah. I can no, the dude had the dude had some good matches whenever he got time. So I mean, he knows about work. It's just it's a variety show. My favorite thing about Disco Inferno was his entrance music. 
See, I hated his entrance. I loved it. It was so just cheesy bad on purpose. I really liked it. Like Johnny B. Bad's music, I loved yeah. it. I loved it because it was cheesy, stupid on purpose. Uh, the irony is he had he had some good matches like Juventud Guerrera, I think at Havoc uh, 98 or so. And there was a good match against Big Vito and Johnny the, the Bull. Like I, I can't even remember the context in which he was tagging with Lash LaRue. That was a good one. Uh, he had a good match with Dean Malenko for the Cruiserweight title. Mm-hmm. And he, he could... Dean, uh, Disco could work his ass off. He really could. Uh, it just it wasn't often that that's what that character really called for. Right, 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 right. He was a comedy so character. maybe he didn't get that opportunity so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. So I will go ahead and segue into our last clip. Luke Hawks. He's promoting Wildcat Wrestling this week. Take a listen. Now you also recently had an experience with WWE where they brought you in as a guest coach what was that like and and how did does that come about i i mean it's obvious when doing any any type of research on you that you've had at least some semblance of a good relationship with wwe over the past decade or so yeah yeah we've been uh i've been having a good relationship i started working with them in 2003 was the first time i wrestled for them and uh you know we going back and forth and just had a really good relationship and i've uh fortunate enough to have that and you know i built wildcat and you know, they really enjoyed the things I do down here with Wildcat and having the opportunities to get my guys opportunities up there and tryouts and, you know, be looked at is, 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 is a great thing, obviously, because I think a lot of people's goal when they get into wrestling is to be WWE superstars. Nobody really comes in. Rarely they say they want to work the indies, you know? Yeah. Uh, nobody comes in with a goal of being an indie star, but some guys do. You know, I like I have guys who come in and they, their goal, they say their goal is just to wrestle. You know, I just want to wrestle anywhere and everywhere. And, like, that's a very obtainable goal. So if you put the work in, you know, you never know how successful you can become at it. But, that, you know, that's a bit – you know, when you come in and say you want to be, you know, main event of WrestleMania and be the heavyweight champion, then you start getting a little unrealistic. And I'm not saying it can't happen, but, of course, you know, you set your goals – and I would say levels, you know, and I'm taking one day at a time. And then, you know, once you break that goal, you get to the next goal. But – um it's it's really good. Uh, I've been talking with them about coaching and doing some training since before last year, but schedules haven't worked out. So I, I do a lot of filming and a lot of travel, and obviously I still wrestle very actively pretty much every week somewhere and a lot of travel. And so between films and wrestling, man, my schedule's been super tied up. And uh, I actually got injured in January. So the first week of January, I, got, I had a pretty uh, serious injury that put me down for a while. So I had a chance to go out there and do that then. And it just worked out. So I'm happy for that. I mean, the injury was like a, a, a blessing for that. But, you know what I mean? Like, you never want to be injured, and you never want to take time off. But, like, I was kind of forced to. So that actually opened up the door for me to have some time off to be able to go do that. And we're back. Luke Hawks, his uh, show this week features Damian666, Shane Helms, Bob Holly, Billy Gunn, Jeff Cobb. I think Rachel Ellering as well. You guys uh, might not know this. He appeared in Logan, the film, uh, The Fate and the Furious, Kickboxer, Vengeance, does a lot of film work, appeared uh, at WWE's Performance Center earlier this year as a guest coach. In the full interview over at Fightful.com and Fightful's YouTube, we talk about that. We talk about his film work. He's got his toes dipped in a little bit of everything, said that he's been made a couple WWE offers, didn't specify whether it was coaching or wrestling, but... He's done a lot of work for WWE over the years, and that is that is a very interesting interview. And we got tons of them over at Fightful.com. The full Eva Lease, Stevie Ray, Gangrel interviews. Of course, I talked to them for upcoming segments for 
Wikipedia fact check and making a finisher. Making a finisher won't even launch until like the summer, but I'm putting those up on Fightful Select. So go over there, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Look at the difference. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> That's a massive difference. I think the, the one on the left is when we first started Fightful. This one. Yeah, wow. I've aged quite a bit. Look at that, man. So this, you know what this is, Nigel? This is the before and after of meth use. <laughs> have you ever seen those? They'll have those on yeah, websites totally. sometimes? Yeah, totally. The before and after of meth abuse. Wow. So funny. So funny, guys. <laughs> <laughs> meth abuse. <laughs> he hates uh, jokes about so him. Funny. He hates oh. jokes about himself. He hates it. <laughs> It's so easy to push those buttons, Nigel, because he hates it. Jimmy, Jimmy, how many people have contacted you trying to get me fired over the last week? I think I've had two in the last 24 hours alone. There we go. And I'm not even joking. I really have. I've had two in the last 24 hours. I know. By the way, if you want to get me fired from my job, I'll give you a pro tip. Don't have a trail of like 40 tweets unresponded to. It's probably a bad look. A bad look. I mean, the only thing is, I've told Sean, just just leave it alone. Don't respond to these people. You're getting better. You, you still have your moments sometimes, well, but you're a guy, getting better. a guy was mad that we dared talk about WrestleMania week on the SmackDown show. Yeah. And I said, you know, we could talk about Mary Poppins for 30 minutes if we wanted to. Nothing happened on SmackDown. But you Nothing. only you only talked about Mania week for like three, four minutes. It wasn't yeah. that long. Talked Fightful Select. I mean, yeah, yeah, we got a service. We got to push it. Putting in a lot of hard work here. There you go. Yeah. So don't don't forget we're gonna we're gonna end this podcast and then we're gonna start if you go to fightfulselect.com we're gonna do the stupid people extended uh, segment so check that out enjoy yeah got, what, what do you have next in terms of on your list uh, we don't have time man we're done at four twenty yeah because I want to do stupid people extended Nigel says it's gonna take him ten minutes to set it up. Well, Sean's got a little bit of stuff. I got a company to run, man. I got shit to do. I can't be sitting here all day. You can. (laughs) Run the company. Yeah, but do you want me to get fired? No, but do you want me to keep paying you? I need to, like, make sure the money's coming in. I prefer that, yeah. Yeah. I will will say this. I was going to talk about the Sinclair broadcasting thing. Maybe I'll leave it for next week because that's kind of not that time sensitive yeah i I get the feeling yeah it'll still be a thing next week as well i'll talk about it next week and then we'll do this real quick i guess put up the eddie guerrero mural sure do that quick so this is uh this was done by a guy named eric dubitsky 11 years ago he was 18 at the time he painted it on one of the lincoln park columns in el paso texas it's a mural of eddie guerrero uh apparently it became pretty well known sin cara was familiar with it and had visited it and callisto and sasha banks and sin Cara. did i say sin cara yeah and over the years, it started to fade and peel. And so Dubitsky actually went back there on his own, restored it, added paintings for Vicky Guerrero and of their two daughters. Vicky actually went and checked it out. So I thought it was a nice little story, and I thought I'd mention it on the show. Yeah, I like that too. It's uh, very – I wish I wish stuff like that would gain some WWE attention. Like, Exactly, right. Why not? They, they're so good at telling these stories when they do about people and what motivated them. They, 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 really... only, they only tell those stories when it's going to serve the company in some capacity. Oh, of course, of course. So, of course, guys, follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Follow him at JimmyVan74. Just stay on Fightful.com all weekend. Just hit that refresh <laughs> button over and over. Constantly. Visit Fightful Select uh, either tonight, tomorrow, at some point. I will be doing the Fightful Weekender where I talk about Ring of Honors uh, TV this week, uh, NXT's The New Japan Show. 
this week's Being the Elite, I will preview and make predictions for Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, and NXT TakeOver. You can get that only at FightfulSelect.com. I will have just a ton of podcasts this weekend. Uh, I, I don't know what I might just pop up and do one Friday. I'm going to be in this office. Uh, I think outside of maybe an hour, hour and a half on Friday afternoon, I will be in this office, locked in here from now until next, until the end of our show next Wednesday. That's kind of like a prison sentence where they give you like an hour a day to go walk in the oh, yard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I look out my door and see this poor little dog who's been <laughs> chained up for six years. And I'm like, I relate to you, buddy. Why don't you I just go unchain like. him? Just go over there and unchain him. The laws here are a little different. What, are you going to get shot? You could. Legally? You could, yeah. Uh, I uh, I mean, I, I got my first YouTube death threat today, Jimmy. You never know. It could uh -huh. be my neighbor. Have you ever thought about hitting up, like, PETA or something like that? Or animal control? Yeah, I'm, or... I'm going to hit up somebody. Uh, I'm going to hit up somebody. You should. If I was there, I'd probably just go over and take the dog, like I would. What oh, gonna... I would love to. I'd... I would love to. Just do it. Yeah. What are they going to so... do? Well, I'm I mean, that's do the thing. Maybe they'll light my gas tank on fire and blow it all <laughs> out. <laughs> do they have uh, organized crime connections that you're familiar with? I don't think anything about these people are organized. Uh, well, then you could probably get away with like, it. You know what you should like, do? You should take the dog out. I think they did this in Austin Powers. Take the dog out. Put a stuffed animal in its place. See how long before they figure it out. It might take a while, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It might take a while. <laughs> Guys, thank you all so much. Subscribe to Fightful Select! And go there right now. Go there right now for Super People Extended in the next 10 minutes. We're out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save